Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Who are you? Let me just ask you that again. Who are you? of a good relationship with intentions and goals is keeping in mind that the primary aim of setting and working towards those goals is to feel the way you want to feel. The external things we want to have and do and experience, those are your secondary goals, all of which will get you back to the whole cosmic point, experiencing your core desired feelings.
here's the diamond of it all. Knowing how you actually want to feel is the most potent form of clarity that you can have. And generating those feelings is the most powerfully creative thing that you can do with your life. It is your birthright to have your desires fulfilled. Every desire is a prayer. Desire is the underpinning of manifestation. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. That was our very dear friend, Daniel Laporte from Monique Rhodes' Heartbeat album, Desires Divine. I always love the point that Daniel shares that every thought is a prayer. That's very powerful. And I always clarify that every pure thought is really a prayer because I don't want all my thoughts to come through. Some of them I just can't help. Some of them I know are driven by unfulfilled expectations. Some of them I'm not even quite sure where they came from, but I know that energy flows through us and it's got to be something that's recorded in the soul. A few months ago, I came across our upcoming guest, Ainsley McLeod. We were actually in Florida driving back. We were having a retreat for the staff. And we were listening to, I think it was Super Soul Sunday, And Ainsley McLeod was being interviewed by our wonderful sweet sister, Oprah Winfrey. And it tickled me at some of the points that Ainsley would mention. And I could just feel in Oprah's voice some of her skepticism about, hmm, so are you saying this? Are you saying that? And one of the things that I could recall was that some of the ideas and the thoughts that Ainsley was sharing with Oprah, she's like, yes, I could could get that. Now, as a teacher of Raj Yoga Meditation for many years, um, I've been through many different aspects of my life, and I'm so open about learning about people and being with different people and not getting myself so stuck in a place of consciousness that I actually end up where I was before trying to get out of, if you know what I mean, in a box. Even when you get onto your path of awakening, you could also put yourself in a spiritual box, which is even sometimes harder to get out of. And so there are certain things that I hold to be true, um, such as I know that my whole world is behind my eyes. My whole spiritual evolution or decadence or decay is all happening behind my eyes. My spiritual place is there. And I do suspect that there are so many lifetimes recorded in me, and a lot of them that I can't remember. But I also feel that the things that I'm going through 
is for a reason. And the things that many of us go through has a very deep reason. just want to tell you in brief, after the elections in the United States of America, even though I knew what the results would have been like, there was a very deep shake-up within my spirit. And it had nothing to do with who won. It had more to do with the betrayal of my humanity. And I remembered going through eight or nine months of one of the most horrifying times just emotionally for me. I spoke to all of my friends from Marianne Williamson, Michael Beckwith, to Carolyn Mace, you name it, to my members of the Brahma Kumaris community. All had the right answers, no doubt, but it couldn't pacify what I was feeling, everyone. And so one morning in my early meditation at about four o'clock, I remembered a conversation I had with my dear friend, Dr. Kanu Kogod. And she was sitting across the table from me one day for lunch. And she said, Sister Jenna, you know, I spoke to a mystic and she told me I had six generations of burden on my head. And in the quiet errors of my mind, I was like, that is ridiculous. Get over that. But here I found myself about a year and a half later, after having that conversation with Dr. Kogod, that I was struggling with, why couldn't I get over the hurt I was feeling? And I would go to the stores, I would be out, and I would look at people, and I would say, why are they so happy? Don't they see what's going on in the country, in the world? And then, 4 o'clock in the morning, I get this vision this experience from God with a gentle whisper. And he asked, how do you think the freedom fighters are feeling today? Where do you think the soul of Jesus is today? How do you think Gandhi's feeling today? King. And this image of just me with my arms wide open standing up on the top of a mountain emerged. And the realization for me was you were a freedom fighter in the past and Going through the same thing again was just so painful. Even now I can feel a little bit of the emotions emerging. And so I believe, everyone, that there is something sitting in us that still needs a lot of love, a lot of healing. And I'm hoping that our conversation with Ainsley will definitely take us there because he's got a new book that's going to be out shortly. And I believe that the process that Ainsley McLeod is going to offer us will help us greatly about who we are, why we're here, and how we're going to navigate ourselves on the planet. So let me not continue with my boring story, (laughs) but it's my pleasure to welcome Ainsley McLeod, who is an internationally acclaimed past life psychic, spiritual teacher, and award-winning author of The Instruction, The Transformation, and most recently, The Old Souls Guidebook, Who You Are, Why You're Here, How to Navigate Life on Earth. Ainsley also specializes in exploring past lives to reveal your life's purpose and has been featured guest on Oprah's Super Soul Conversation Series. And today, I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be welcoming Ainsley McLeod to America Meditating Radio. Ainsley, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. I'm I'm thrilled to be here. Did you hear my story about what I was sharing about after the elections? Absolutely, I did. And that's something that, um, you know, a lot of my clients were were really quite distraught around mm-hmm. that time. I had to help, help a lot of people navigate the mm-hmm. the emotions and 
all that was going on. I mean, what what we've been seeing is it's a kind of reaction to the shift in consciousness that's going on, you know, which is represented by people like you and you know Oprah and you know, people who are you know, raising mm-hmm. the consciousness. Um, this is very uncomfortable for a lot of younger souls, and so what we're seeing is a kind of reaction there. It won't last forever, thank goodness, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's been very distressing, you know. And I, I loved what you said about the the freedom fighters and Gandhi. You know what? You know how would how would they feel? It looks like a you know a huge step backwards, but it's kind of part of the process. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know what I what I always tell people is that you know you need to. It's so important to to be involved. It's so easy to switch off and just say, well, you know, I'm not political or I'm not going to get get involved in this. But you want to be on the the right side of history, you know. You do. Be able, be able to look back when this life is finished and feel that, well, you you know, the world's a better place for your having been here. Right. One of the interesting parts now that I'm noticing I'm in is that I can, I've definitely reduced the information of what's going on. The only problem with me is that I counsel a lot of the leaders in the area, so when they come to me with an issue, I sort of do need right. to have an idea of what's going on. But now I'm reducing my energy that I listen to what's happening, and I'm observing, Ainsley, that now that I'm watching it, it's not hurting as much as it did two years ago or a year and a half ago. And so that for me was a sign that I'm going deeper into that place of wisdom or understanding more why all of this has to take place and who I need to be in the world right now. Right. There's a question of going going inward as well. Yeah. You know, because you can be you can be so buffeted by the those storms, you know, if you're watching the news all the time, it's really easy to get into a, a place of despondency. Um, yeah. I think it's important like you say, to be informed. But you know, one of the things that can really help is when you're watching the news or something, you you, you, can, you can get all these big emotions coming up. But it's where you channel the emotions that's so important. Because so many people will channel inwards to get distressed and upset about what's going on. But right. it, it's important to use that energy to you know turn it into like something positive. You know, mm-hmm. if, if something is really distressing you, well, look at why. And how, how might you help you know, people who need support or, you know, those who are suffering in the world? It's, mm-hmm. it's really just so important to, to, to use that energy to do something. Yeah, I've found involved. that a lot, of, a lot of folks, especially in my area, they tap into their pain body of previous births, not being aware that their anger and their frustration it is coming from a hurt in the past, even though they're yeah. projecting it on leadership. I know you and I can talk about all the uh, wonderful things that are happening in Washington, D.C., but I really want to talk about your latest book, The Old Souls Guidebook, Who You Are, Why You're Here, and How to Navigate Life on Earth. What drew you to write this book at this particular period in your life? Because you've been been doing a lot of work about past lives, but now you've come up with an Old Souls Guidebook, and... I'd love for our listeners to kind of get an idea of what it is about. Yeah. Well, it had been years since I last wrote a book, and I just thought, you know, in that time, I've been working with so many people. I do I do readings with clients um, pretty much every day. And 
you know, I realized there's all this awareness that I have, you know, it's like, you know, I've, I've learned so much in, in the last decade or so, and I, I thought it was really important to get this down on paper and get a, a book out again. And, you know, so that was my, my real motivation to, to, to get this done. Um, I think, well, for me, uh, you know, doing this work every day has taught me just how much past lives affect all of us. I mean, really, it's, it's with every every day I get this increased sense of, oh my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. past lives truly do explain everything, you know, from, you know, personality is whole based on past lives, um, our goals, our, the lessons we're learning, our quirks, our fears, our beliefs, um, talents, uh, fears, phobias, it's just all past yeah. life related. And so the great thing about exploring past lives is that not only can it help you understand why you're here in this life and what you're meant to be doing, but you can also heal the blocks, fears, and so on that stem from past lives, even physical ailments, Mm -hmm. simply by reminding the soul that that, that something exists in a past life and it's not something it needs to hold on to or worry about in this life. You know, Ainsley, haven't you found that one of the hardest things for many of us is that we can accept that we're settling a karmic account in this incarnation as a result of a past birth experience, but for the life of us, how do we let go? Because that seems to be the biggest struggle, is the letting go of what took place. Is there something that we should learn how to do to be able to develop the letting go a lot easier. Yeah. Well, you know, that is the problem, that the soul (laughs) carries the memories. And it doesn't know how to let it go. And this is where we we have to help it. And the way to do that is really to find out what's the, you know, what lies in the past. What happened maybe hundreds of years ago that's causing your soul to still hold on to that memory. You know, people say you don't remember your past lives, but I argue that we remember them in all sorts of different ways. We all remember them, but it's, we don't know quite what to look for. But we hold on to physical aches and pains or areas of weakness in the body, and those are memories of just the way the body's remembering the past life. Insecurities, uncertainties, there's a whole number of fears and phobias that all have their origins in past lives. So... What it seems is that the, the the key always is to go back into the past life, where, whether you do it through a past life regression or when I'm working with somebody, I'm, I'm already in the zone, so I just simply tell somebody what happened in the past life. And that seems to have the effect of just reminding the soul. It's just it's just by airing mm-hmm. the past life, you know, this happened, the soul can just kind of go, oh, okay, we don't have to hold on to that anymore. It's like it just throws that baggage away and is able to move on. And that's why I've seen amazing healing happen often very, very quickly when, when somebody is just reminded, you know, it can be like literally in the middle of a session when I talk about a past life and a person's pain or fear or whatever just can lift immediately. Other times it can take a few days or weeks or a little bit of processing and maybe some writing will help as, as well. But also I, I see it with children. You know, I, I work with parents whose children have past life issues, maybe night terrors or something like that. 
mm-hmm. and they can I can pass on the past life to the the parent who then tells the child a bedtime story, and you know a few days later the the night terrors or whatever it is they just disappear. Well, that's fantastic. Just getting through to the soul, yeah. Yeah, that's just, you know, everybody, if you're listening to this conversation, you're in the right place at the right time. I'm having a heart-to-heart conversation with author Ainsley McLeod, and he's also released a new book called The Old Soul's Guidebook, Who You Are, Why You're Here, and How to Navigate Life on Earth. And I mentioned to Ainsley before we got on that I'm trying to be as genuine, not trying, I'm going to be as genuine and authentic during this conversation because I believe so much in the things that Ainsley will be sharing with us. And so I wanted to make you, my wonderful, amazing audience, to let you know genuinely that I really feel what Ainsley is touching on is really important for us to to know. Ainsley, my mother, for example, has been quite an interesting case that I've been living through and observing for quite a number of years. She actually did a past birth experience and went through many, many lifetimes. I think she must have gone through 30 or 40, so you know she's an old soul. <laughs> right, um, yeah. And and one of the interesting things in observing her even currently is her fascination around the whole mode of death or dying or her struggle with not dying. Or she will remember in a birth that she says, I, you know, I took my husband's life because he was having an affair. And I would look at her and I would say, but you're not there today and you have spiritual knowledge. So what is it that seems to keep holding her still stuck in that dark place? even though her whole life is surrounded by light. Any thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we you know, we can carry, um, again, these memories that go back into past life as karmic um, lessons that we need to, need to work through. And sometimes they, they take a while. It can, be, it can take multiple lifetimes to, to fully process. And you'll see this with... Uh, I mean, I've had clients who've, who, where they killed somebody in a past life, they've taken somebody's life, and they're actually worried they, they might do that again. You know, they, they worry about their anger. They could be clamped down on that because what happens if you, you know, they remember that time, maybe not consciously, but they remember that time 500 years ago when they blew the top and killed somebody, and so they're very, very cautious about, you know, going over the, the top again until this gets processed. So there would definitely be something karmic there that needs to be resolved. A lot of times when, I mean, we've all behaved badly in past lives. We, you know, we've killed and been killed and, you know, back and forth. I mean, that, that in itself is not karmic. I mean, we don't kill somebody and then let somebody kill us because it's balancing. There is a balance, but often mm-hmm. it's through, you can resolve the issues through things like spiritual acts, like acts of kindness, you know, really contributing to the world find the people yes. who perhaps take a humanitarian path. They're perhaps making up for things that happened in the past. You can't always be sure, and you're not necessarily supposed to know, because we're not supposed to judge somebody and say, oh, you know, there's a humanitarian. They must have been a mass murderer in a past life. You know, we're really not <laughs> supposed to know, you know, what happened. Wouldn't that be just happened, horrible? You know? Yeah. Well, that would be like a horrible happen. You, know, you might have had your life saved by... Right. You know, somebody in a past life, so therefore you want to give back in, in that way. So, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't necessarily know and, or assume, make any assumptions about what somebody might have done there. But, yeah, it's, it, there's often a way to balance um, 
you know, what's happened in the past through just, mm. just acts of kindness. Ainsley, where do you get all of your information from? I mean, how does it emerge from within you? And to what point did you really begin to trust that this information was truly, truly authentic? Because I know that sometimes is the question mark. Is this really real oh, or yeah. is it just my imagination? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a, it's a huge challenge. Um, <laughs> like, like, yeah, I think I'm sure we all go through that. You know, is, is it my, just my imagination? I was sort of guided or was nudged by the universe in a lot of different ways to to follow this path. And I kept hearing from psychics long before I ever thought about doing this that I, I was psychic and I should be doing something about it. And I was all such a far going, well, you know, I wouldn't be coming to see you if I was psychic. And, you know, they were talking about spirit guides. And I was going, sure. I kept hearing how my uncle was a spirit guide. And, um, you know, I thought he was the last person who would be a spirit guide, to be honest. You know, he had no time for that sort of thing when he was on this plane. But about 10 years after he died, I ran into him in a bookshop in Hawaii. And that, for me, was just the, the biggest life-changing moment. I talk about this all the time because that was really the moment. It was the biggest wake-up call I could have had. And he said, I, I want to work with you. And so it, it took me a little while longer, but maybe 10 days later, I thought, okay, well, you know, I'll give it a try. And I just sitting in a quiet room and just asked him to communicate with me. And I was really, really surprised. Well, I was totally shocked, to be honest, but I, I could I could do this, and you know, it was, it, it was rudimentary to say the least. I mean, it was like very stop-start, and I wasn't very certain about things. In fact, uh, some of the information I was I was kind of really checking. It was him, and um, so uh, I was asking questions about planes he had flown during World War II, and he gave me a, a, list, a list of them. And actually, I called my my father the next day, and I I just asked him, you know, do, do you remember what you? planes your brother might have flown in World War Two, and it was, you know, some surprises there, and that was it sort of helped me to, uh, helped with some validation there, you know, like mm-hmm. names that I couldn't come up with. And as I started working with Spirit Guides, which is where I get my information from, right. I found that the, the validation really came from things working out, like yeah. getting direction and then six months later, being able to look back and say, oh, well, that was, you know, that was the best bit of advice I could have had. And also, in the early days, uh, actually for the first few years that I was working with Spirit Guides, I spent about three years kind of really honing the skill, I guess, and really working on it. And I would keep a dictionary beside me because one of the ways that the, the, they would help me to validate that it was coming from another source was to use words that were not in my vocabulary. So I'd have to look them up, and I'd find that they were the most appropriate word in that context. And, you know, of course, over time, you know, things work out and so on. And, you know, but it took me a while to to be really certain, and especially when I would check in with my spirit guides and I would start to get stuff. And it's it's a subtle voice. And I'd be going, is that that just me or... You know, or is it is it them? And it did, did take me a long time, and and now I kind of switch on, switch off. You know, so it's very much. Mm-hmm. I sit down, I bring the spirit guides in, and in that time, usually there's not a lot of space for my own thoughts that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. It's really just coming from them, and I 
you know, what I receive is mostly in full sentences. Wow. And that's really all that, that's there. Learning process, you know, to, to learn to keep yeah. yourself out of the picture and just let it, let it flow. Have you found that having this particular talent, did it affect your personal capacity for your inner peace? And if so, is there a way that you were able to protect that peace while you welcomed the gift that you were ordained? Yeah, there was a, a point when I, right about the time that I first started reading people, um, mm-hmm. shortly after I, I got the chance to work out of a shop. And the first time I was in there, uh, I was so overwhelmed. I was picking up on everybody's stuff. You know, somebody mm-hmm. would walk past me and I'd pick up the energy and... Um, it was very confusing and exhausting. And I actually, at the end of the day, I thought, well, this, I, can, I can never do this again. And what I got from the spirit guides was that I was just unprotected. And mm. so, you know, when I talk about switching on and off, that's really, you know, a, a, a way that I protect myself so that I'm not being overly, you know, influenced by other people's energy when I don't need to. So right. before I before I work with the client, you know, my sessions are mostly over the phone, so I just take like a couple of minutes before somebody calls. I bring my spirit guides in and maybe get a little bit of heads up about what they want to talk about. And then at the end of the session, I just thank my spirit guides and, and come back into, you know, fully onto the physical plane, or as much as as much as I can, which is not always as, as fully as I'd like. I'm not a particularly grounded person, but then again, that sort of helps me to do this kind of work. Mm. Now, a lot of times when people... Excuse me. A lot of times when people talk about their spirit guide, is that is that a particular avatar? Let's say the Jesus soul, the the Buddha soul, or is that just souls that have not incarnated yet in physical bodies and are just waiting to get another part to play? And if that is the case, how do you tap into that energy, or do they find you? Uh, <laughs> well, that's a really Sorry. good question because yeah, yeah, we find each other. You know, I, you know, I think we have an idea that on the, on the physical plane that we're the ones struggling to talk to the other side, and I think mm. on the other side they're going, "Gosh, I wish they would pay more attention to us." You know, they're <laughs> they're really they're more aware that they of the potential for connection. So mm. you know, they're very eager to to work with us. The spirit guides that I work with are on what's called the causal plane. A lot of psychics and mediums will work with spirit guides on on the astral plane, which is the you know where you might get information from a deceased relative or somebody like that. That was my uncle who who died. He was communicating with me from the astral plane. Mm-hmm. The the causal plane guides have more of a big picture perspective. They've had they've actually gone through all their lives on the physical plane, and come together so more as, as a kind of team. I don't really, I mean, I don't know the, the individual names of guides. My spirit guides, when I first started working with them, I said, well, what do you want to be called? And they just said, well, spirit guides. But they can present themselves in any form. You know, I have clients whose spirit guides come as uh, figures in history or, or animals. So they do have that ability, but usually it's related to something that will really speak to that person. It may be their animal totem, or it may be somebody that they've really admired, that, yeah. or it may, it may be a character or a person that 
has qualities that you know maybe like a protective bearer, for example. You know, when that, right. that's what that person is needing. Yeah, that one I have to dive more into. I, 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 it's harder for me to connect with the with the animal soul guide process, but I'm open to learning more. So I'll 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 deal with that one later. <laughs> <laughs> I found out that even in my younger years, prior to eighteen, maybe fifteen, fourteen, ten. I noticed that I had this like natural sort of intuitive psychic abilities. Like I would basically just let my mother or friends know, no, don't do that. You shouldn't go there. That's going to happen. And as I started to mature onto a quote-unquote legitimate spiritual journey, a legitimate path, when I got involved with the Brahma Kumaris, there was a sense in which I didn't want that energy much in me. I needed a balance of my psychic and and logic. I needed the the, the intuitive part of me to balance to my logical part of me to such an extent that I would literally move away if anyone was psychic. I just could not handle the energy. If there was somebody that had occult powers, I would just say, no, 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 I'm not into that. I have no idea what that's about. That I had literally closed that down. Was there a reason for me to do that? Because how I interpret this for me is, look, we still have a few more decades left. I want to be able to function on the world and do what God has called me to do. And when I'm ready, I can go into all of that when it's time. Now, is that just my logical intellect trying to tell me you have no idea who you are, why you're here to navigate your life on Earth? Well, quite the opposite, I think. Um, Well, this goes to so many things. Um, (laughs) Oh, boy. Right. In, In my book, I talk about soul types. Your personality, like I mentioned at the beginning, is is related to past lives. You learn to be certain types. These are archetypes, but they're really based on function in the past. And uh, you are a spiritualist type. You correctly identify the leader in you as as well. So you think of just those two elements, and there's there's other parts to it. But you've got that very sort of otherworldly spiritual aspect to you, very intuitive but you've also got this very practical leader in there, which you want to express. I mean, you chose to be this person. So if if you go too much into the intuitive side and ignore that, then you're not being authentic. So really who you are is much more a balance of the two. You know, maybe it's a 50-50 split almost. And that's how you're going to best navigate the physical plane. And it's different for everybody. The other thing that I wanted to, to mention is that I took the liberty of checking on a past life um, that you had fairly recently. Mm, and uh, if you don't mind me uh, sharing this, uh, <laughs> uh, but you had a past life in the kingdom of Bhutan. You were male and you were a priest, or as my spirit guides would say, a contemplative. And of course, that would be that would go totally to the, the whole meditation practice mm-hmm. because... As they said, in that past life, you slipped easily in and out of the astral plane. They said you made a really deep connection to the spiritual plane. And you're able to tap into that past life in this life to be able to do that uh, as well. So, you know, this this life could even in some way be seen as a continuation. Sometimes we don't don't get to do everything we we wanted to do in the past life, so we pick, pick it up. Again, the other thing it's worth mentioning is that I don't think there's a 
uh, any spiritual or religious practice, you know, worth its salt, it doesn't regard meditation as being essential. Right. And over the the years, you know, when clients of mine will ask, well, you know, how can I make a deeper connection with my spirit guide? So how can I connect with the other side? The, the the answer I get from the spirit guides is often just meditation, meditation, meditation. Say it three times for emphasis. Most of us don't get anything like the 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 peace of mind and tranquility that we need to to really live our lives in harmony. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like the physical plane is so noisy and dramatic. We really have to go out of our way to create that peace and tranquility. I get that. I have to tell you, everybody, I took the Soul Quiz on Ainsley McLeod's website, and the, it's called the uh, Soul Type Quiz. And I was surprised that my um, my number for spiritualists was high, and and my leader number was high, and 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 all the others. And so I feel very comforted, Ainsley, when you said actually, the fact that you're looking at your life in this perspective is a good thing. That you're pretty grounded about not making it too thorough for you, especially when you've got to dot your I's and cross your T's. I'm touched right. by the story about my birth in Bhutan as a priest, and you might you might already know this anyway, but in this incarnation as a child, I was always afraid of priests, and I was oh. afraid of gurus, and I was afraid of going in religious places. I, my heart would literally beat out of my chest when I had to go meet the Pope in Italy and I had to step into the walls of the Vatican. I had to breathe and it took me about 15 minutes until I could actually step my right foot into that door. And the intensity of the pain or the pressure and the fear, I was like, I have no idea what happened, but I know that this must have been intense. And what comes up is that I had discovered something, and something horrendous happened. I don't know if I did it, or I witnessed it, or something, but it doesn't surprise me that I was either a priest or in something very deeply religious, and perhaps why I ended up... Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, as as a spiritualist, you'll have had many, many lifetimes where you've been uh, a contemplative of some kind. The spiritualists learn to be that way through being, uh, usually being a healer, Mm-hmm. Of some kind, so you have plenty of healing lives and spiritual lives. And you did get caught up in the Spanish Inquisition or something really awful like that. I can see, I can see some some images. Uh, you've had some very very bad experiences of um, traditional religion, mm-hmm. and, and that would you know that would be really the source of of the fear uh, of those people who put themselves in a position of authority and yet behave so. So it hurts so many. I know. I feel yeah. that. I feel that so much. And there's something that always comes up for me, everyone, is just this feeling that, you know, I had put my life on the line for humanity, and then humanity betrayed me, like I was crucified or something. And I was like, yeah. wow. After all I did, this is what I get. Japati, come on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it creates a feeling of, it's like deep injustice. In, in yeah. it's a it's a betrayal of expectations because the soul has expectations that it will be treated well when it comes into this world and and when it's not and when people turn against you and treat you so so badly it mm-hmm. creates the, it's actually technically it's a fear of betrayal and mm-hmm. in this life the one of the ways that you know you have that is that you have such a strong sense of justice 
a real desire to see a fairer world and uh, mm-hmm. for people to be treated fairly. Um, you'll even see in childhood where everything had to be fair. It's just mm-hmm. you carry you carry that into this life and maybe through many lives. But you know, the, the good thing is that ways to balance this are, are to seek seek justice and, and fairness and help other people. Help you know help yeah. people who are not getting a fair shake. And I'm glad I've taken the path because karma helped me to perhaps recognize that there wasn't anything such as injustice. It was just the sorting out of people's energies. And the question was, in what way am I going to play a part now in just being a collaborator and helping all of us getting it back in order, getting it together? Ainsley McLeod, I'm loving your vibe and I'm loving being with you on the air. And, you know, it just makes me feel like I would just want us to talk for so many hours and so many nights. And now let me just, you know, let me just go back into the conversation. Um, There's a lot going on in the world today, especially in the United States. Uh, We're witnessing a lot of divisiveness, violence, conflict in the world. People just lying through their teeth as if everybody makes no sense. What are your intuitive psychic thoughts about what we're seeing on the global stage, but also nationally. Well, the the thing, okay, my book is called The Old Souls Guidebook, and it's certainly mm-hmm. it's aim, aimed at a certain demographic. It's like, you know, it's, it's something yes. for old souls. And as you, you know, your soul has many lifetimes on the physical plane. Roughly about halfway through all your lives, you flip from being a young soul to an old soul, and your perspective changes a great deal. You, and, particularly because you become much more introspective. And, uh, you know, we have a, a young soul administration currently, and it's offensive for old souls. One of the things that your soul's seeking is, like, it has these 10 core values that it's seeking to embody all the time. And, and they're very, uh, you know, they're, they're the, the big values, peace, truth, love, understanding. But if you look at the lies that are being told and, and people lying with impunity. And that is so offensive mm-hmm. to old souls because you're motivated. I mean, your soul is pushing all the time for you to be as honest and authentic as you possibly can. And then you get these people come along and just lie and you know they're lying. It's it, it's hurtful and yeah. and shocking. But these are souls who just haven't learned that this is a, an appalling way to behave. And, you know, it, it is incumbent upon old souls to show the way and, you know, to, to focus even more on, on these higher values. You know, don't lose sight of that. You know, take the, the loving path. You know, when mm-hmm. you, you see children being locked up at the, the border or whatever. I mean, that is appalling. And old souls, you know, are the, are the ones who are, you know, out there doing something about it and should be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I said before, being on the right side of history. Do um, you see us getting over this stage? This? Do you see us passing through this in another year and a half? If you get my signal in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> well, I totally know where you're going with this. Okay, so um, yeah, my story guides decided a long time ago that um, you know I, I, have, I have a very narrow purview, as they call it, you know, which is about people's life plans and past lives and purpose and so on, but it doesn't include things like uh, pronouncements about the you know global shifts okay. from the economy or political. I mean, I I am very political and strangely, or it may seem strange, but the spirit guides are very 
political as well, because they see that, you know, if you're not political, well, it's like saying, I don't care about these children in cages, or I don't care about poverty, mm. or whatever the issues are, that we should all be political. As they say, if you look at great spiritual leaders, the ones that we, we most often reference, we talk about Martin Luther King and uh, Gandhi and Jesus, and, you know, these were, uh, you know, ass-kicking individuals, you know, that that uh, were certainly political and mm-hmm. uh, seeking so- social change. And, you know, if you don't want to get involved, that's fine, it's a choice, but, you know, you want to you want to be doing the, the right thing. What what I do get from the spirit guides about the, the state of the, the nation or the world is that we are going through this period of resistance from these young souls. They know something's going on. They don't know how to handle it. The world's changing. They're uncomfortable with it. Mm. And it's, uh, they, you know, their last last battle almost, you know, to to maintain control. And, and uh, it's really, it's about ruling, not governing. And and it's, it, of course, it's dangerous, but it, it won't last. We're all going through it huge shift in consciousness you know yes. my last book was, was called the transformation and essentially about that you know this this transformation is it's to do with the the consciousness of humanity taking a, a kind of leap forward and these young souls who are resisting and holding on to the past they are going to be carried forward in some way you know no matter how much they fight against it but mm. they're putting up such a fight right now so things are going to look different in a hundred or a couple of hundred years, but how how they're going to look in a year a year from now is not not too easy for me to get. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You know, my, my, my spirit guides will just say that's not uh, it's not your purview, it's not our, our purview. But what and in part what they often want to do when it comes to predictions is that they don't want to influence that and create yeah. fulfilling properties. You know, it's like no, I get, you know, I get stable, that. Yeah, I get that because what I sense too, and I'm I, I'm pretty sure your spirit guides and you will concur, is that the darkness feels the light is accentuating and it is kicking and screaming because the light is pushing out the darkness and that's why we're seeing yeah. so much of this in consciousness. It's just that they're in positions of power in the government, in the media, and so the world is seeing it more and it's trying yeah. to do its work on influencing the way we see things. But I agree with you. I feel the light is definitely coming to a very big, you know, showdown, and it's the, the final curtain is about to take place, and it's opening up, and the only thing people will eventually see is light. Well, look, you've got your book coming out, and you've got a webinar program coming up as well. Please tell us about the webinar program, and how can our listeners get involved if they wish to? Yes, absolutely. Um so uh, the book is available um, April 8th, what's that, mm-hmm. Monday, and <laughs> there's an opportunity to pre-order and get this free webinar that I'll be doing in a couple of weeks, which is re- really exploring some of the topics from the book. But uh, So basically, <laughs> go to Amazon now and uh, check out the Old Souls Guidebook, and, the book. or actually uh, go to oldsoulsguidebook.com, and that will put talk you through the process and show you how to sign up for the the webinar. Oh, lovely. So then from that website, we'll know the date, the time, and everything for the webinar? Absolutely. It's all on there, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, are you making any plans to come to Washington so you can do a book signing? 
You know, I think I should. <laughs> I think you I should. I did. I, I totally think uh, you should. And I think your spirit guide yeah. should say, oh, hell yeah, you have to do that. I, I think it's, <laughs> let's, let's make it happen. Okay, yeah, then. Look, it's been, it's been an absolute delight, Ainsley McLeod. And I want to thank you for helping us to heal, but also to accept where we are in our journey, knowing that it can't stay with us forever. But the quicker we can just be honest with accepting that stuff has happened. I am responsible for the way that I hold on to it, but I'm also responsible for the way that I choose to release it and let go of it. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for all you do. Thank you. Take care. Many good wishes. You you too. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I've been waiting for months to have this interview with Ainsley McLeod, and can I tell you that it served every part of my being. And I hope I was genuine enough with all of you who were listening in on the conversation because there were so many things that Ainsley did mention that I totally agree with. I wasn't in question. I didn't want to try to find out what this meant. I believe that there are things hidden in the soul. And if we can just meditate, 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 as Ainsley said, go deeper in knowing that there's still an energy and experience that we're still holding on to and that it's okay. But, you know, one thing I have to say, too, that I completely agreed with him, because some of you might know I used to go to the Pentagon a lot during the Clinton and Bush administration. And I used to do a lot of programs there, and I felt like I was home in this place. It just felt like home. And even when I used to go to the Capitol and I had even my own little parking space, I felt like home. And I would bring other sisters with me, and they would be so creep, like they would be so out of it, like, ugh, how can you come here all the time? And I felt so comfortable. And I remembered realizing I must have been in war. And I must have understood the recovery process. Just just a lot of the stuff that I am living through now, I would say definitely there's a past stuff there. And I need to make sure that I come from a place of my love for God, my love for humanity, and just keep moving. Just keep moving. I know the hurt comes with me. I know the fear comes with me at times. Uh, I know the confusion might show up at times. But I just have this full faith, everyone. Keep allowing that love of God to come in and just accept where you are. Be honest with yourself. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. What Ainsley said was a great way of settling all your old karmic debts and ghosts. Keep doing service. Keep helping others. Keep having the purest feelings for people's lives. And you'll settle all of those karmic debts. Totally, totally, totally believe in that. So look, go get a copy of his book and try to find out more about the online program. So there are a few websites you can go to, uh, Ainsley McLeod, that's A-I-N-S-L-I-E-M-A-C-L-E-O-D.com, or soulworld.com, and his latest book, The Old Soul's Guidebook, Who You Are, Why You're Here, and How to Navigate Life on Earth. Hope you've enjoyed the show today. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless... You give them permission, and we really are here to love each other the same. Here's Sarah McLaughlin, Instrument of Peace. Take care, everybody. God made me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let 
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.